everybody. Happy weekend. Happy semifinals. Uh, what's up? Welcome to the Double Down WNBA podcast. I am Eric Nemchuk, back alongside Stephen Drinkwald. We're going to be recapping uh, the first game of this Connecticut Sun versus Las Vegas Aces series. Other game, Minnesota Lynx versus Seattle Storm, obviously postponed. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. But uh, Stephen's son uh, put on a pretty good performance today. How are you feeling about that, sir? Uh, surprised. For sure. Yeah. Game ones, I think, are always probably the least representative over the course of a given series, but it's still nice uh, for the team that I root for, the Connecticut Sun, to, to bank a win. Final score, not particularly close. Sun 87, Aces 62. Sun scored 111.5 points per 100 possessions. The Aces just 77.5. That's wow. a net rating of 34.0. It was a fairly slow game at least by ACES standards. I'm not sure if you could attribute that to the, like, the blowout factor, but there are only 79 possessions, according to WNBA.com box score. The ACES, the fastest-paced team in the league, but they didn't really establish that, really. Starting lineups were as expected for both teams, I think, but the Sun led by as many as 30 points in the second half, uh, which allowed Coach uh, Kurt Miller to kind of go into his bench a little deeper. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what really st- stands out to you here from a – from a big picture standpoint from this game. Well, it's interesting that the possessions were so low because it felt like Connecticut was playing at a pace that, that they felt pretty comfortable with, at least at times. They were able to force uh, some live ball turnovers specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get to kind of more micro stuff in a little bit, but 14 turnovers in the first half, uh, Connecticut was able to force and 10 of those were steals. So their ability to get live ball turnovers, it, if it didn't kind of really bear out that there was fast possessions it seemed like Connecticut was able to play with pace you know there's a nice article by by uh, Mike Prada about how the aces have had success you know without shooting uh, too many threes because they're taking shots you know so early in the shot clock or what have you I feel like heading into this series the sun had to be had to play at a conditionally fast pace right like so you want that the sun to get out in transition because in the half court, it could be a little bit of a struggle for them. But at the same time, I'm not sure you want to get into a running game with the Aces. But yeah, I mean, the result speaks for itself. Aces really weren't able to establish that that fast pace or that effective pace. I almost feel like the Sun defense was able to speed them up too much. Yeah, and coming into this series, I was not sure, and you know, maybe they won't be able to kind of moving forward, but I wasn't sure if really Connecticut was going to be able to get out in transition at all. You know, Vegas over the course of the regular season, they turned it over less frequently than any other team in the league. And obviously Connecticut is uh, hugely reliant on getting out in transition, you know, with their half court offense uh, not being very good over the course of the season, but obviously they were, they were able to do that today and we'll see if they're able to keep it up. But another thing that felt like really kind of swung some momentum at times was Connecticut's ability to get on the offensive glass. And that was another kind of question I had going to the series because obviously Connecticut is very good at, at getting up to the offensive glass. They're number two in offensive rebound percentage over the course of the season, but Vegas was the best defensive rebounding team in the league. And, you know, you could hear in the, uh, the looks into the huddle, you know, Bill Lambeer was not happy with his team's performance on the defensive glass and Connecticut was able to take advantage there as well. Yeah. Sun 39 rebounds, aces only 29 rebounds, which we saw this, uh, we've seen this from the sun so far in the playoffs. They just completely dominated Chicago on the glass. They, they, they pretty much uh, were able to grind down against the Sparks as well. So this, like I said, this is a kind of a, a grinded out team, I feel like, and they prevailed. Jasmine Thomas, uh, what plantar fasciitis? She scored a game high 31 points on 19 shooting possessions. Alyssa Thomas, 18 points and 15 shooting possessions, along with five assists and five steals. Uh, as a team, 59% true shooting percentage. Very impressive, actually. 
So let's get right into Jasmine Thomas's game. She she was great, obviously. She was, at times, the best player on the floor. She did a lot of her damage from jump shooting, right? Mm-hmm. She shot 11 for 15 on jump shots. Obviously, that was something that Vegas looked pretty comfortable giving up. You know, they changed things up a, a little bit moving forward, you know, guarded her. Uh, they started out using McBride and eventually went to uh, Angel McCautry for some stretches, um, Daniel Robinson guarded her, but they went under on her screens. You know, they obviously felt okay with Jasmine Thomas hitting jump shots. As they should. I mean, I, I think that's the right defensive strategy, right? Like, going into this series, I felt like one of Jasmine Thomas or Brian January was going to have to hit that, that jump shot, that mid-range jump shot. And Jasmine Thomas looked really comfortable taking that shot. I mean, there was no hesitation on it. The Sun started off right away just spamming that high ball screen with Alyssa Thomas and Jasmine Thomas. And Jasmine was aggressively taking the pull-up jumper and having a lot of success with it. Yeah. And what did you think kind of about just from like a a matchup standpoint, the Aces using McBride on Thomas and Lindsay Allen on Brian January? I don't know. I mean, I think it, I don't really have a big problem with it. I don't think it matters as much in this case because like you said, against Jasmine Thomas, I think it's more about the scheme than it is the individual defender because they are going, despite this shooting performance, I think they are going to just continue to go under the screen versus Jasmine Thomas because it allows you to kind of sit on Alyssa Thomas and, and kind of neutralize her. And it's just, it's just the right basketball play. Um, yeah, and there are going to be some games where she's, she's not able to <laughs> hit 11 for 15 from right. jump shots, you know? Right. So, like, if, you, if, you, if you're just going under the screen, I don't think it really matters what defender you have on her, right? Uh, well, I mean, I, I liked McBride on Thomas. I think she's a little bit better of a defender than, than Lindsay Allen. Jasmine Thomas brings with her a little bit more size than, than Brian January does. So putting the smaller Allen on January, I think, uh, is pretty good there. You know, one thing I thought about maybe moving forward is probably a little too early to get to this, but, you know, one thing I would consider doing is maybe regardless of kind of who is starting at the point guard is putting Angel McCautry on Brian January because she is a pretty um, active and Ball uh, aggressive yeah off ball player and January is kind of like your your fifth offensive player in this lineup particularly starters versus starters here so Dewana Bonner did not have a great game from the field but I don't really think it was anything that Angel McCautry was doing so specifically that that Kayla McBride wouldn't be able to do as well you know it was more so as you have in your notes they were really just kind of everybody else was clogging the paint Dewana Bonner was was trying to get in there uh and, and Bonner wasn't able to kind of hit her her open shots there so what, what would you think about that? I would I wouldn't have a problem with it. I th- I think you know Juana Bonner is a player who she's gonna get going no matter who you have on her. At least I mean she was two for twelve today. That's that's not like her. No matter who you have on her, um, she's a player who I think she can get that that bailout shot to go or draw fouls. I mean she only shot attempted four free throws today, which is another thing I want to hit on later. But if if you feel like Angel McCartney would be better suited off the ball defensively to maybe get some steals to to turn up turn up turn up the heat on defense. Because she's not going to be playing that many minutes anyway. She's very obviously still on a minutes limit. So if you want, if that's how you want to use her, I don't think that'd be a bad idea. Because it would be able to kind of ignite that fast break and maybe get your team some easy points. Now, here's where it might hurt if you did decide to do that. And this was something I noticed Vegas was doing pretty early on. Is they're switching, you know, three through four, those Dewana Bonner, Alyssa Thomas pick and rolls. And I think that's actually fine, defending Dewana Bonner. I don't think she has such a, a great advantage over the three or the four, but I think where that might get you into some trouble somewhere down the line in the series is with Alyssa Thomas, like whether it's McBride or Angel switching on to Alyssa Thomas, AT missed a couple 
easy layups on Angel in this game. Uh, she did get her shot blocked uh, when Kayla McBride was guarding her and, and Asia Wilson came over. But I think over the course of the series, if you're switching that 3-4 pick and roll, like AT is going to cause a, a huge problem there. Sure, especially um, if they're calling more. You know, I feel like the officiating was pretty lenient today. And you mean one, they, thing, they let them be physical? That, that's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so if, if like Alyssa Thomas, you know, she's a bully down there. I mean, she's a bully everywhere. But if, if you're putting Kayla McBride, if you're switching Kayla McBride onto Alyssa Thomas and they're calling it tighter, that's not something I want to see as an Aces fan. Before I forget, I, I just want to talk about this. The Aces, and you have this in your notes as well, the Aces led the league uh, during the regular season in both free throw rate and opponent's free throw rate. So they had the largest free throw differential. That is a huge thing. Today, they were not really able to establish that. I mean, they shot 18 free throws to Connecticut's 13, but I don't know. I, I feel like if, if, if you're letting them play, that favors the Sun a little bit more. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Especially um, with Asia Wilson and, and Angel McCautry in particular, who, you know, Jackie Young actually led the team in, in free throw attempts, but I, I think that was mostly in was garbage time. Quarter, yeah, yeah I, I can really only remember her getting like an and one kind of in the competitive portion of the game. Four free throws for, for Wilson and then five for Angel. And one of those was, of course, the away from the, the ball foul by Alyssa Thomas. But, you know, for both of those players to, I think, only get to the line, you know, four or five times each is, is huge for Connecticut, uh, especially a team who fouls very frequently mm -hmm. which we saw i mean we saw that with brianna jones like she got in foul trouble pretty early but beatrice mapramiri actually gave some pretty good minutes out there i thought yeah two fouls in the first five minutes for brie jones and then got her third fall in the second quarter you know two possessions into her stint there so beatrice mapramiri heavy heavy minutes in the first half i think she played 14 and a half minutes in the first half and you know i think there were some rough moments just playing offense off the ball you know kind of mucking up the spacing a little bit yeah uh, I think probably over the course of the season, she might be a little bit of a liability uh, over the course of the series. Excuse me. She might be a little bit of a liability kind of on the glass. You know, she doesn't quite have a ton of heft there and did give up a couple offensive rebounds. I think just kind of block chasing and, and getting out of position a little bit, but overall, you know, she was, she was a very positive player guarding one-on-one -on -one specifically, you know, team defense, something else entirely, but guarding Asia Wilson, she Wilson can pretty much ball rack anybody else on, on this team that they're going to put on her and mom premier's length, caused problems for her it was the length and and if you're not here's here's what i like about putting mom premier on wilson if you're putting mom premier on wilson that means you're putting Alyssa thomas on somebody else and like Alyssa thomas's defensive effort today was absolutely amazing to me if she's not like 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 putting her on asia wilson that's kind of a tough assignment for her for as strong as she is but if you put her on dierica hammy i mean she pretty much neutralized dierica hammy today and like i said five steals if she's on asia wilson like She's probably going to get put in the goal a few times. But if you put her on anyone else, she's going to be able to just wreak that havoc. So if Mont Premier can just, like, <laughs> stay down and not Just hold foul, on, you know? Yeah. Like, like, Asia Wilson, I mean, I feel like the defensive strategy for Connecticut, for Connecticut today really shone through. Like, Asia Wilson had a pretty good game, but no one else really got going. So they kind of, like, let Asia have hers while, you know, just creating havoc everywhere else. And it pretty much worked out for them. Yeah, for Wilson, 19 points on 17 shooting possessions. She had a couple of monster blocks, three offensive rebounds, you know, nine overall, drew five fouls in this game, but zero assists. And they were, I think they were being very, uh, very smart about when they sent help to Asia Wilson and particularly hard doubles from the guards. Like it was usually from the point guards defender, like kind of whoever it was that was out there, whether it's uh, Danielle Robinson, who... 
uh, did not have a very good game and, and did not particularly get guarded off the ball or Lindsey Allen, like Jez, Jasmine Thomas was not defending either of those two players when they were away from the ball. Is this, is this kind of the defense that you envisioned at the start of the season when we, when we were just gushing over their potential? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think there are some lineups that are maybe a little less conventional and maybe a little bit more switchy that, that they don't really explore that I did kind of have in mind preseason, but you know, this kind of ball hawking and, and they were forcing some, you know, we, we talked about it, right. But they were forcing a lot of turnovers, particularly yeah. early. It seemed like Connecticut had like three steals in the first like 15 or so positions in the game or so. So they were dictating the action with their defense. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing early on in the game that I did not care for uh, Connecticut closed the first quarter without Jasmine Thomas or Brian January on the floor. They played to, to a 0-0 zero, zero tie to end that quarter uh, once Thomas left the game. But I really think they're probably going to end up getting killed if they keep going to that. They kind of ran it back out to start the second quarter. And that's where we saw Vegas's three big lineup with Wilson, Hamby, and Swords all in the game and, and McCautry at the two. And during this stretch, I thought Charles did a really nice job on Angel McCautry. He did. And this is a game, this is a matchup, I think, in which Kyla Charles can, I don't know about flourish, but she's a pretty good athlete and she's a pretty good, and she's a pretty good uh, guard attacking the offensive glass. That was her strength in college. You saw it today, three offensive rebounds in 21 minutes. She can contribute with her, just her nose for the basketball and her athleticism, even if she's not hitting that corner three pointer. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk negatively about a player who's not playing, but at this point, I think you'd rather have her out, her, out here than Bria Holmes if, if Holmes was healthy. Yeah, for sure. I think she's already a more uh, positive, like winning basketball player. Her, her decision-making isn't quite as poor. She's uh, better finishing around the rim, I think. And, you know, they're probably pretty close to the same just as three-point shooters. One, one other thing I wanted to say about this first half in particular, Bonner sits with about three minutes left. I think it was actually three minutes exactly left. And Charles comes back in and replaces her. Connecticut's up by six and then goes on a uh, 7-2 run to end the half and extend its lead to 11 thanks to just a huge stretch by Jasmine Thomas. And, and it seemed like for Thomas, like her buckets kind of really came in, in kind of bunches, like three Which at a time ones, over yeah. the course of like five or six possessions, like each time. And with Bonner out of the game, this is the first time we kind of saw Angel McCautry guarding Jasmine Thomas. And Angel did force a steal defending the pick and roll. Um, but then like went for a bad reach, like a reach around gamble to give up a layup and then didn't get back in time for a Jasmine Thomas transition three. So this is kind of where I thought maybe Angel McCautry would be better suited as a help defender than putting her on like one of the premier offensive options. One of the premier offensive options in Jasmine Thomas. Did you, did you ever <laughs> think you'd be saying that heading into the series? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a surprise, but she, I think, you know, all things considered, she is probably a better offensive player than Brian January. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, like January, she's not going to get to the rim at all. And she's pretty much like just a spot up shooter at this point in her career. Jasmine Thomas was, like we said, hitting that hitting those jump shots again and again and again coming off the pick and roll. So, uh, you know what I what I thought was interesting at this point in the game was um, aces briefly went to this lineup where neither McCartry nor Wilson were on the floor and the Sun weren't really able to take advantage of it. But it was when they were both back in there that the Sun went on this run. Was this just hot Jasmine Thomas shooting? I, th I think it kind of was to be a little bit, you know, plus I think some poor transition defense and some of that I think was, you know, not on Angel McCautry, but she was, she was contributing to that. Overall, you know, Angel McCautry, six points on eight shooting possessions in the first half. She hit like the first field goal in the game and then got to the line those, those five times. 
uh, had a couple of turnovers. You know, I thought Dewana Bonner was just awesome on her defensively. And that's one thing Dewana Bonner can bring. She was totally on the struggle bus offensively today. Like she couldn't get anything going, but it's that length and that activity out on the perimeter. Like she just creates so much havoc and having her next to Alyssa Thomas and with these premier wing defenders as well in January and Jasmine Thomas. It's just, she's not, even if she's got an off shooting game, she's not taking anything away from you defensively at all. Yeah. So it was, oh, do you have the the halftime score? Okay. It was sun 36 aces 25. And one thing I wanted to ask you, um, I noticed that Connecticut elected not to go two for one to end the second quarter. I think they had like 38 seconds left on the clock. Did you agree with that? No, I, I did never agree. <laughs> you know, I, I always want to go for the two for one. I mean, 38 seconds is, I think, right around the time that you... You can still get the two for one. Yeah, exactly. Seconds. Like, that's like 38 to 35 seconds is like as low as you kind of want to be to go for the two for one. But you and I are, are both huge proponents of the, the two for one. Did they end up scoring on that possession? Um, I don't think... I, I think it was Asia Wilson got fouled and then Jasmine Thomas, like, turned it over heading into halftime or something like that. It oh, was. Got it. It was a bad swing. I mean, obviously it didn't matter, but uh, no, I always, like, I get, that's one of my basketball pet peeves when teams don't go for two for one. I get really mad, uh, especially in college. Like, college teams never do it, but it was kind of surprising here for me. I, it, it's, I'm wondering if that was intentional or, or what. In the second half, uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was we saw Bree Jones get some possessions on Asia Wilson in the third quarter. You know, Jones was in such foul trouble early on that that her and Derek Hammy didn't really share the floor together um, but when they did Connecticut went to Jones on Wilson and, and Thomas on Hamby what do you th- kind of think about that alignment and Jones on Asia Wilson specifically uh I don't love it I, I don't think like Asia's got the length and the athleticism to bother Bree Jones enough and I, I, I'm not sure if Bree Jones just has the quickness like when Asia Wilson gets to her like when she gets below the free throw line it's pretty much either a bucket or a foul like every single time if Bree Jones is defending her because she's just too slow. Um, on the offensive end, I, like, I don't know. Bree Jones, she only attempted two shots in this one. Granted, it was only 14 minutes of play, but do you really want to be going through her at, like at any point? Well, I'm, no, you don't offensively. I mean, I, I do think she had some, some good moments off, like that one good moment, I should say, offensively where she, she got inside position and she really did it once. Yeah, muscled, once. muscled her way through Asia Wilson. But defensively, I do kind of like Jones on Asia in those lineups where or Hamby is out there as well. Uh, and, and I'll kind of tell you why. You know, she has the strength to hold up a little bit. She de- definitely is at a quickness disadvantage, right? You're, you're 100% right. You know, there are going to be times where Wilson's just going to be able to blow right by her or spin around her, and Jones is just going to be too slow. But she's not going to get overpowered. She has a little bit more length than Alyssa Thomas you know she's not just going to get shot over um like like Thomas will at some points guarding Asia Wilson and her falls are just you know a little bit less valuable than than Alyssa Thomas's falls okay so it's basically like I was saying before it's it's less of who you put on Asia it's it's more of who Alyssa Thomas is not is like you're just using Alyssa Thomas on somebody else I mean, I would say that's part of the reason, but I do think that, you know, she has that size to kind of hold up to those, you know, mid-range jump shots or, or I shouldn't even say mid-range because a lot of them are just like short range jumpers. Yeah. Um, that Thomas just isn't, she doesn't really have the size to contest those a lot of times. So I, I think it's not going to be perfect and, and Asia will definitely get some points on Bree Jones. And the other thing is that it takes Bree Jones probably out of some like help responsibility. You know, if you're so focused on uh, Asia Wilson, you're, you're maybe not going to be as good of a team defender, but you know, it's not like they're playing 
in space a, a ton of time, and, and Bree Jones is going to have to guard a, a ton of pick and rolls, or at least not in this game. Um, so, so I like it okay, particularly with Hamby in the game. I, I would even consider it a little bit with Carolyn Swords in the game and just oh, sure. have Alyssa Thomas really kind of roam around. And, you know, maybe Swords will, will get on the offensive glass for a couple, but if Thomas is able to just kind of keep her body on her, like the falls are definitely one, one consideration, but the size and the length is, is something to think about as well. Okay, I see, I, I see what you're coming from for that. Um, so in that third quarter, this was where Alyssa Thomas kind of really had her, her big moments. She scored the first uh, four points of the period, uh, you know, before Jasmine Thomas went on uh, like a seven-point seven run herself there. And 10 of her, Thomas's, I think, 16 points came in the third. And, you know, she was just everywhere. And one thing I wanted to bring up now is probably as good a time as ever for Thomas and Bonner. Nine assists combined between the two of them and zero turnovers. Wow, I I didn't even realize that. Yeah, terrific game. Terrific oh, job taking care of the basketball there. And that's like and that's what I was saying. Like the aces weren't really able to establish their offensive pace. So if you're not turning the ball over, I mean that's yeah, and it, it's worth noting that Connecticut was the best team in the league uh this season in terms of allowing the lowest proportion of possessions in transition. So, you know, that was definitely something I wanted to keep an eye on. You know, Connecticut won this one. We'll see how well Vegas is is able to get out and run moving forward. You know, I, I expect Connecticut to have some moments over the course of the series where they are turning it over a little bit more. Their starters pretty much combined for five turnovers, and two of those were from Bree Jones. So most of the turnovers that they had were were not loose ball turnovers. They had 12 turnovers total, and, and Vegas had seven steals. So it was a lot of kind of mishandling the ball and letting it go out of bounds and, and stuff like that, a couple offensive fouls. So anything else? with regards to this game before we move on to adjustments? Well, I, I think it's this third quarter that was really the key point. Um, Sun outscored the Aces 28 to 16 in the quarter. And I, I feel like, you know, they had Dominus Shields on the halftime show. And I think she made a really good point. This I feel, I feel like the Suns' defensive aggressiveness at this point of the game was really forcing it. It was frustrating the Aces. It was forcing them into taking some bad shots. Again, Asia Wilson pretty much got hers. But it was a matter of getting Daniel Robinson, Asia McCartry, Kayla McBride, or Lindsay Allen to an extent to just take bad shots. They didn't really seem like they're in a rhythm half court and then half court. They were, what, like one for 14 from three, which you're not expecting them to do. You know, you're not expecting a lot of points to come from behind the three-point line for this team. But they weren't really getting many of their buckets in rhythm. It was just forcing bad shots from players you want to be taking bad shots. And that that's – the utmost respect to whatever defense is, is playing up. That's your mission on defense, right? Force players you want to shoot to shoot bad shots. And the sun got them. You know, that was the story of pretty much this entire game. Yeah, I wanted to maybe just quickly talk about that. Jasmine you said they were Thomas's, playing smart defense, yeah. Jasmine. Well, I wanted to talk about Jasmine Thomas's third quarter there quickly. She had okay. that spot up three in transition and then hit that like impossible kind of falling over two-pointer on the baseline yeah. uh, and then I think the most impressive part obviously that shot was was very very impressive but her drive to be able to get her shoulder into a very very strong Jackie Young and yeah. finish inside was was a super nice drive in very impressive uh, one of the rare moments where she got all the way to the the basket in in a very successful game for her and one of the rare moments in which Jackie Young is like out muscled yeah for sure and yeah uh, she was Thomas gave houses. her a little look too yeah super confident um I feel like, you know, for those listening, we wanted to kind of take this on like a, how, how the game developed. We kind of want to talk about like how the game developed as, as it went on, but uh, not much going on in the fourth quarter here. Like Lambeer kind of waved the white flag 
pretty early on with these uh, Emma Cannon and Sierra Burdick minutes. And, like, there was a lot of garbage time in there. Kalina Mosqueda-Lewis got to play. Teresa Plaisance got to play. Essence Carson got to play. Alyssa Thomas played just 34 minutes in this game. Wow. Light work for Alyssa yeah, Thomas. light work for Alyssa Thomas. Uh, but, I mean, this, this has to favor Connecticut going forward, right? Because they're heading into this series. They're playing, what, two games in five days or something like that. You have Jasmine Thomas, who's supposed, who has plantar fasciitis. You have Dewana Bonner and Alyssa Thomas, who are playing a ton of minutes. And they got some rest late in this game. So that, that has to add to their confidence moving forward. In terms of adjustments, you know, why don't we start with Connecticut? Because there's probably a little bit less to, uh, to talk about here. Uh, I already talked about maybe starting the game with Bree Jones on Asia Wilson and Thomas on Swords and, you know, just letting Swords kind of beat you off the glass. One other thing I would like to see still is Connecticut throw out that small lineup with four wings, I guess, with Bonner and then AT at the five. We didn't see any of that. Uh, would definitely love to see if at any point in the first half, like Asia Wilson gets a rest. Bonner and Thomas will probably already be out there anyway. So to take your big out, out there in that moment would be good. Anything that you kind of want to talk about? That lineup without Wilson and without McCautry looks awfully vulnerable to me. It didn't really, it, it kind of held its own today, but Moving forward, I think that is a point in which you can put Alyssa Thomas at the five and Dewana Bonner at the four because, like you said, they're going to be playing anyway. So why not? You know, yeah. that, that's a huge advantage. Like you, It could be an advantage on the boards. It could be an advantage in transition. Basically everywhere. You know, like I said earlier, Alyssa Thomas really took it to Dierica Hamby in this one, especially on defense. You had that one uh, play where Dierica Hamby like, started at the top of the key, drove in with like, a little spin move, but Alyssa Thomas got her hands on it. She was with her the entire way. That was just incredible defense. Yeah, and um, Hamby, before she even made her move, had to change directions yeah. three or four times just to kind of, you know, get to try and get some going. space. Yeah, you know, if if Vegas is going to continue to switch three through four, I think I would really kind of try and hunt that matchup and run a lot of Bonner Thomas pick and rolls and and make them either come help on AT or player with a smaller player. Vegas seemed pretty comfortable doing that, and I don't think Connecticut kind of went to it quite enough. Maybe just because obviously Jasmine Thomas was in a great rhythm and the floor was. Uh, a little bit, I mean, I don't think it was necessary. Like, you can't really say it was more space with, I mean, less space with Mom Premier on there than Jones, but I think Jones just kind of plays with the starting lineup a little bit better in terms of mm-hmm. neither one of those are, are really threats to shoot. But I would not spend any minutes with both January and Thomas off the floor. I think, you know, eventually you're, you're going to get killed, and though if you didn't tonight. For Vegas, unless you had anything for uh, Connecticut. I think one thing that I would like really stress is like, do not overreact. It's an oversimplification to say it was a make or miss game, but Vegas went five for 27 on jump shots. Connecticut went 13 for 34. Connecticut went eight for 18 on above the break threes. Vegas went one for 14 on above the break threes. And this is a team that shot, you know, a pretty solid 37% on those over the course of the season. You know, Jasmine Thomas going 11 for 15 on jumpers. I think you still kind of mostly want her taking a lot of those jump shots. You know, I would continue to go under on her. Alyssa Thomas hit, like, I think three floaters. And, you know, there are games where she might not hit any of those. You know what I'm saying? Like, around the basket is one thing, but those kind of, like, eight to ten foot floaters, you know, let her take those. The little push shot. There's that one. It was way up there, and it, and it was just, like, perfect swish. Um, yeah. But, Jasmine, I think if you overreact there, I think you're really doing yourself a disservice because if you – don't go into the screen on Jasmine Thomas, then she can get into the paint and that's putting yourself in kind of a compromising position, compromising position. 
that you don't really need to be in. You know, yeah, I mean, and, it's not you like, know, she, I don't think, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I don't think she's like an amazing finisher inside, but she is a really good like pocket passer. And, yeah, exactly. And if Alyssa Thomas is rolling to the rim, I mean, that's not something you want. So yeah, keep going under. I totally agree. Um, play to the percentages. And yeah, I think a lot of that, like I said earlier, was Vegas kind of rushing their offense, at, at least as, in terms of like maybe not looking for Asia Wilson or or taking bad shots early in the shot clock. So that's a credit to Connecticut's defense. But yeah, I mean, if they keep, I, I agree this is kind of a make or miss game, particularly in Jasmine Thomas versus the Las Vegas backcourt. But uh, it's something to look for going forward. Now you have, Angel has to be put in better situations and as a finisher and not a creator. What do you yeah, mean by that? Yeah, I thought that? she was doing like a, you know, getting the ball at the top of the key before there were really any actions, you know, too often and just kind of going like a, in a one-on-one situation against Dewana Bonner. And I, I don't really think that's an advantage. Like Dewana Bonner is a, a great one-on-one defender. You know, she's a very good ath- like player athletically moving side to side. She has length on Angel McCautry. I think when Angel is kind of at her best in, in this team, she's kind of starting her drive before she's even made the catch. She's getting it going, coming from the offense's left side of the court into the, the right slash into like the middle of the paint and kind of driving before she driving before the catch, I guess. And I would like to see a little bit more of that and, and less like uh, Angel is creating for herself. You know, it was pointed out on the broadcast that she might have been taken out because of some bad decision making. I, I don't know about that, but. I just don't think her trying to go at Dewana Bonner in isolation or kind of one-on-one matchups is, is really that advantageous for her. Well, and it, it plays into the Suns' pants because if, if, cause if Angel McCautry is isolated against Dewana Bonner, guess who's not getting the basketball, you know? Yeah, sure. Asia Wilson. Uh, um, I mean, which one of those players do you think is better at this point, Angel McCautry or Dewana Bonner? I, I think overall it's Dewana Bonner. Uh, I think she gives you more of an all-around game. Angel McCaudry had a terrific season. Don't get me wrong. She totally blew my expectations out of the water. Mine too. But I have to wonder how much of this is because she was kind of limited minutes wise. And that's, and that's, that's a great, it was a great move by Bill and Beard. I mean, to keep her fresh, obviously, but this, this game, I feel like kind of exposed Angel McCaudry's weaknesses as, a, as, a, as an offensive player. They were allowing her to take the jump shot that she was hitting for most of the season, but she didn't hit it today. And I don't think she's the Angel McCartry of old where you could just clear out or give her a high ball screen and she'd get into the paint and shoot 14 free throws, you know? Yeah, she took two threes today. Uh, I remember one miss was, you know, hit, yeah, very bad. Like completely uh, left to the to the rim. You know, defensively, I already talked. Maybe put her on, on Brienne January and give her less of a kind of one-on-one defending role and, and let her help a little bit more because she is like a really great help defender in terms of just like her playmaking ability uh and mcbride is a pretty solid uh defensive matchup i don't think she is so much worse guarding Dewana bonner than than angel mccautry would be vegas well, i think does have to oh go ahead what were you gonna say i was gonna say speaking of mcbride you got to get her more shots right yeah they got they got to get her more involved in the offense. one three-pointer you know, did she even have a three i know she she took two uh like foot on the line jump shots that nah, the box score says she had one three oh, but okay. i mean that's it might have been corrected one attempt total in the second half. She only took two jump shots in the entire game. That's wild. Um, yeah. So I, I think got to do a, a better job getting her involved. I'm not really sure what, what Lindsay Allen brings to this matchup. You know, I think nominally she's probably a better shooter than Danielle Robinson, but like Jasmine Thomas didn't seem to think so. Like she was not too worried about her off the ball. Allen got the, the Lindsay Allen in both halves before coming back in in garbage time. Would you continue to start her? Would you go with one of either Young or Robinson? 
I'd go with Jackie Young. What, what is what is Lindsay Allen bring that Jackie Young can't right now? I don't know. I, you know what's funny? Last year you were, you weren't calling it the Lindsay Allen. You were calling it the Jackie Young because it was like the op- it was like the opposite, right? Because Jackie Young would start and then not come back like in the game. But the roles are reversed now. I mean, Jackie Young has really really developed that mid range and in game, especially at the rim, and she gives you the size and the strength and probably like the defensive versatility too that Lindsay Allen just does it. I, I don't know, especially with the Aces getting off to that really lousy start offensively. It's like it's not even like Lindsey Allen is quarterbacking the offense very effectively either. So I no, she bro- she dribbles it up and then passes it to someone else. Yeah, so it's like, what's the point? You know, um, maybe you want maybe you want to play matchups with Jackie Young coming off the bench against one of these backup Connecticut guards because, like you said, Connecticut should not be leaving both January and Thomas off the floor at the same time. But even then, that's that's kind of a a trivial thing compared to her advantage. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think that's so like young over Kyla Charles is so much in your favor that you don't start her because of that. Right. Like why not? And the other nice thing about that is it would reduce the minutes that Jackie Young and Daniel Robinson are playing together. Like I think they can both be effective in this, in the series, but the more both of those players are playing with Kayla McBride and um, maybe, you know, Dierica Hamby as well, you know, just kind of opens things up for, for everybody really. Okay. Now you said, you said here uh, adjustments regarding Hamby. She was not good in this game. No, four points and four turnovers. And, you know, I didn't think she was particularly good defensively. She like completely lost Alyssa Thomas on, on an easy backdoor layup. I think she was trying to be like the third defender in a side pick and roll. uh, And maybe her help just didn't come. But I mean, is this just, uh, I think she's obviously going to have better games, right? But is this just a a bad matchup for her? Like, how would you kind of try to get her going? I don't think it's the best matchup for her. And conversely, I think it's a great matchup matchup for Alyssa Thamas because this is that one matchup where Hamby is neither faster nor stronger than her matchup in any, in any case. So um, you're right. She is going to have better games in this. I would not say, I I don't know. She attempted three, three pointers today. I don't, she made him at a good clip this year, but I don't think that's, that should be your strategy. You know, someone needs to be shooting the three. I think it needs to be Kayla McBride. Get Derek Hamby moving off the basketball. I, I think she's a pretty good cutter. I, I think she's she, one of the best cutters. Like her yeah. numbers don't necessarily represent it, but I think she's one of the best cutters in the league. Because that, that could be her one advantage if Alyssa Thomas isn't on her. Or even if Alyssa Thomas isn't, hey, make Alyssa Thomas guard off the basketball. You know, I'm, you got to try something with this. Uh, yeah, and Hamby was, to her credit, two for three from two-point range. Like she just missed her threes, but she was effective as a, a two-point player. In, yeah, but zero rebounds and zero assists. That's insane. You know, and four turnovers, not a good game. Any Anyway, you cut it. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. Overall, for Vegas to have 14 assists on 23 made baskets for the Aces, it didn't really feel like their, the ball movement was, was super crisp, but that I guess that's not too bad. Anything else in terms of, like, what to kind of watch moving forward? Angel McCautry and Dierka Hamby combined to shoot three for 14. That's not acceptable. Um, it, granted, Connecticut, again, I think their defense was amazing, and they are going to continue to hang their head on the defensive end of the court. Uh, they have to because it's definitely not going to be on half-court offense. Uh, but I think you have to look to, to, to get those players going. I want to say look for Jack Young to start, but I'm not confident that Bill Embiid will do it. Like, he did, he did kind of pivot to, to Kelsey Plum last year in the playoffs, but Kelsey Plum did provide a distinct advantage over her, her peers that, you know, Jack Young does not. Uh, for the Sun, you just, I think you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Aside from maybe the, uh, 
the no Thomas and January lineups. I mean, this is about as well as I could have expected them to play, maybe even better. Like I, I was totally shocked by this performance, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I just I'm not sure how you really get if this is how Vegas is is gonna play and, and they're just gonna completely pack the paint, like I, I think you can get away with that with Bree Jones and Alyssa Thomas and, and Beatrice Montpremier with two bigs on the floor all the time. I I don't really know what you do differently to get Dewana Bonner going. Like she wasn't very good on on jump shots, but that's that's not really what she does a ton. No. Maybe she can just get to the free throw line a little bit more and you know, she had some some makeable layups too that she definitely just missed. Like she got to the all the way to the rim a couple times. Maybe try more of that three four pick and roll. Yeah, like they kind of it seems like they kind of went away from that. Yeah, I think you know maybe she would be able to do some things on uh, on Hamby or Wilson um, in that situation. Just just some way because you know she's one of the best in the league at drawing fouls. Always has been. They put her in a position to do it because otherwise, if Vegas keeps packing the paint like this, it's going to be more difficult for her to get going. And you, then you're just going to be leaning on Jasmine Thomas and January jump shots. And that's, well, it'll work for him today. I mean, I'll, I'll do credit, but I don't think that's a, a great strategy moving forward. Yeah. I mean, overall, you know, uh, what is it? Three for 20 combined for the two star small forwards in this matchup. Let's just hope we get some better offense from those two. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Although this man, this, the way this game went, it favored your son with the, uh, the loose officiating and uh, and, the, and these lineups and all that stuff. So, I, yeah, to sun, echo what you said, a tighter whistle um, would definitely favor Vegas. They they get to the line a ton. Asia Wilson gets to the line a ton. She absolutely destroys people down there, and you know she's too strong and too fast for for defenders, and she knows how to get to the line. You know, yeah, she, just four free throw attempts and, and yeah. zero for Hamby. That's that's gonna. Ch- I, I feel like moving forward, that just has to regress. Yeah, sure, and. You know, I don't think Alyssa Thomas is going to put up five steals to, to zero turnovers in the next game. So there's going to be some regression on, on both sides for sure. I would expect Vegas to probably win the next game, um, maybe even comfortably. I, I have one other thing. Pretty amazing okay. that the entire bench rotation for this Connecticut team is a rookie center, a rookie wing, and a second-year point guard. When was the last time Connecticut actually had like a deep bench? <laughs> I'm struggling to remember. I mean, they were pretty effective today in what they did. But moving forward again, I... Beatrice Montpremier played great today for what you expected her to do. Sure. I thought Going Kyla Charles was good as well. I Kyla think eventually maybe the, the offense will, you know, look a little stale with, with those two out there, but. Yeah. Moving forward, if I'm the aces, I still prefer my bench. Oh yeah, definitely. Comfortable. You know? Even if you make the adjustment to start one of Young or Robinson. Right. Cause you have, you have Derek and and the other team is not. Is that it? I think that's it. Cool. Uh, well, hopefully good news comes from the, minnesota seattle situation and um we don't have to shut it all down yeah that would be a real bummer if just to clarify of course um the other game today minnesota and seattle had to be postponed because multiple players tested inconclusive for COVID 19 that's all we know but of course we're hoping we've got our fingers crossed that everyone turns out to be healthy and that we can keep playing basketball because it would really 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 be a bummer to have come so far in this season with great results, I mean, hey, I was wrong. I did not like the idea of having a season here. Um, by all accounts, the WMA has done a great job of keeping their players safe from this virus. It would be just such a gut punch to have to cancel everything, you know? Yeah, I, I had some serious doubts on whether this was going to work. Up until this point, it worked out, uh, I think, better than anyone could have imagined. And let's hope it was just inconclusive and nothing worse. 
Dan, I, I think we're pretty much done. I uh, wish we could have covered that second game, but it happens uh, in this climate. So uh, thank you everyone so much for listening. As always, if you want to uh, yell at us on Twitter, it's at Double Down WNBA. One of us will get back to you eventually, or at Nemchuk E or at Trinkwald for our personal accounts. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. So whichever your listening platform of choice is, um, please feel free to drop by. Give us a nice comment or a bad comment. You know, honesty. Honesty is great. But please subscribe. You know, we really we really enjoy our subscribers. Really enjoy our listeners. Thank you so much. It makes us so much more fun. Uh, Stephen, anything else? No, man. Looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. Um, yeah, hopefully. Again, yeah. Again, hopefully yeah. everyone's healthy and, and we yeah. can move on and. Uh, if we do get a deep game two in this series, it should be pretty fun. All righty then. That's going to do it for us. Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.